Welcome to the latest episode of Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. In this episode, we had our, our own roundtable discussion of sorts with uh, me, Chris, Alex, Derek, and EVR from Home of the Hits. We talked about the past weekend. There was a uh, Bridging the Gap show um, in Buffalo this past weekend, November 4th, in which uh, the Snapcase book, which is available now, was celebrated. And in celebration of that, there was a Bridge in the Gap show where old bands played, newer bands played, reformed bands played, bands that haven't played in a while played, and it was a really cool event at the Rec Room on November 4th, so it was fun. It was Snapcase, um, Against All Hope, uh, the reformed Cinderblock, um, Exhibition, which for my money stole the show, The Mighty Spaced, and... Our favorite current band, the consensus band of the podcast, Smash and Grab. So that show happened on November 4th, and the weekend was kind of cool because uh, Last Night Songs, which contains um, ex-members of Copper, played their first show at Revolution Gallery on November 3rd, and a bunch of people came out to that show as well. It was cool to see a lot of old faces there at the show. So, that was fun. Um, so, that really wasn't an official part of the weekend, but it just kind of happened. It was a pretty cool beginning to the weekend. On Saturday, November 5th, at Other Half Brewing, there was a pop-up shop which uh, had the new Snapcase book, Optic. Um, there, was, uh, there, were, uh, there was merch there, so it was a pretty cool event. We had t-shirts there, which was awesome. So... It was a pretty cool weekend. We interviewed all the members of Snapcase that were in the room, uh, the current members. We interviewed Chris Gallus, Bob Whiteside, and the guy who made the book happen, Tom B., was also on the panel to discuss the book and the stuff surrounding the book. It was a, It's a really great book. I bought one myself at the uh, pop-up, and I was just anyone who is a fan of Snapcase and 90s hardcore pick it up there's a lot of cool tidbits in there and it's a really well designed and it's pretty cool so we had that roundtable discussion um and we also had a roundtable discussion about uh the river rock um home of the hits and zero tolerance with um some members of the old buffalo hardcore scene including larry ransom steve michikay uh, dennis merrick uh scott from north buffalo and wild card so we had them all on the show uh that episode will be out in december the snapcase episode will be out the snapcase roundtable will be out on november 27th three days after thanksgiving but look out for those episodes and uh enjoy this discussion of a cool weekend and we will see you on the next one peace I was going to say, um, one thing, there's a photo 
from that black box show. Yeah. And Bob and Scott are laughing really like visibly. And yeah. for some reason, I think I've seen that photo like 25 years ago. And I was told, and that I could be making, I could be just imagining that I thought this, but I was told that that was a photo of them reacting to the view of me doing my only ever stage dive that I've done in my life. <laughs> and I can't, so I can't say it's true, but if it is, it's pretty, pretty funny. Cool. So your only stage dive was for Snapcase? Yes. Yes. Do you I remember? I just felt inspired. Hey, you remember it? You remember it happening? You remember what, like, were you, like, on stage already hanging out? And just, like... Well, we, well Tremendo had played the show. Okay. Uh, and that was the time Daryl was going to sing Break Down the Walls with us. Because I wanted to give some... Like Chris Ring, I wanted to do something for the kids. Right. So I was, like, telling Snack Boy and Rob Chunko, which was the, so the three of us, I was like, let's, let's do an old hardcore song. And they were like, yeah, let's do this. And I honestly was like, I, I don't really know this song because I feel <laughs> yeah. I'm old. I was 29 at the time. So, um, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And Daryl was going to sing. And then I think he got nervous about yeah. what it would look like or you know, whatever. He just got a little cold feet, which is totally. But Scott Spring's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And yeah. I'll never forget, like, so we're playing our little power pop songs and you know to a, a you know a polite crowd and then all of a sudden like we start playing a song and there's like 30 people running around me on stage and i had no idea what they did. <laughs> I, was, I was like how do you guys do this i, I just was like don't step on my cord don't no 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 don't hurt me don't hurt me and then um so we we're watching the snack is rob and i are behind uh must have been seleni's amp you know that they had the marshals by then and uh, I was just watching, and I'm just like, it's like, oh, this is so cool. This is so cool. I, and I felt it. I was like, I looked at Robert. And go, I'm going to do it. Stage dive. Crazy. <laughs> and so I just ran out and like put my foot on the monitor and leaped up as high as I could, just as the pit kind of like did that thing where it opens. Yep. And then all I saw was concrete coming at me. So I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. And I hit the ground and. I immediately got picked up by people like, like I, it's like I bounced off and a friend of mine was a UB cop and he was in the back working. He said he saw me and he was like, Holy shit. But then he didn't see me get, you know, he did he saw me go through the crowd, but then he saw me pop back up and I ran back and it hurt a little, you know, and, uh, but then I thought like that was going to be the most impressive thing of the evening. And then that kid, Jim from Rochester did the naked stage dive. Which was probably the funniest shit I ever saw because I'm I'm back behind the app and I'm like, I I, I just knew him like socially like hey how you doing I'm like mm-hmm. why is Jim taking all his clothes off <laughs> and the next thing I was like oh my god and then he just came running out and he hit the the side he hit the thing go full on and and like you just saw people like oh! you know and just, like junk is flailing. So uh, I saw him at the show. And so yeah. I said hello, and I said, you know, I was thinking, I remember you did this. And he goes, it was a statement against the sameness of hardcore fashion. 
Oh, and I was like, I, I just thought that was so fucking hilarious. <laughs> he like, he's like, I was trying to make a point that everyone was dressed the same and all this stuff like that. And I go, oh, I thought you were doing it as a goof. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what you it know, was. Uh... <laughs> like, you know, sir, we haven't seen each other in a very long time. And I was thinking about you naked the other day. Yeah, you know, uh... that's, that's, you know, that's fair enough. It happens. <laughs> so that's Jim that Kelly. Was fun, that was such a fun time. Yeah, yeah, that would I would imagine that would definitely be Jim Callahan. Shout out to Jim Callahan. You yeah, know why? Yes, yes. Thank you. That's his last name. Yeah, it was yeah, so man. good to see. It was so good to see so many of you guys at the show. I mean, I know I didn't see everybody, or if I just kind of, you know, I was just like, you know, Garrett's like my safety blanket when I'm in one of these things. Like, <laughs> like, like, okay, I'm I, I'm with Garrett. I know, and I know. Both of us can attest to the fact that, like, we had people come up and have conversations with us about these specific items, and then we look at each other, we go away, and we look at each other, and we're like, "Do you know who that is?" And we're like, "I don't remember. I can't remember like what he was talking about." You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it was. I, I didn't see. I didn't see Garrett at the Snapcase show. Uh, somehow, somehow, I just missed him. I don't know how. He was on stage for the first half of it in the corner. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Video so, making pictures or something. Yeah, he went out. He went out before they played, and then I was like, "Where? What the hell is he?" They just started, and all of a sudden, I look and there he was in the corner, like hiding. Cool. Okay, this is the latest episode of Nicholas Lee Soundtrack Podcast. <laughs> I just used all my good material. Damn. Oh no, well, that's, that's going to be in the episode. <laughs> the crew is here with one EVR. And if you yep. know, you know, you know who EVR is. And it's not Equal Vision Records. <laughs> but the real EVR. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the uh, past weekend, the Bridging the Gap weekend, I guess. <laughs> is it Shelly referred to? Bridge, bridge in the Weekend. Bridge in the Weekend, which featured, um, well, it featured a Snapcase show, a late night songs show and a live podcast recording as well if you're into that type of things thing if i say hey hi hi hello <laughs> what's going on i thought we were pro. And, and it's, we are pro everyone should know who we are by this point uh, <laughs> 100 episodes we're, in 101 yeah 100 episodes <laughs> in yeah. um and we're doing the five of us because the five of us we have we brought evr on because all five of us were at all three events yeah that's right yeah it's oh and and not to be that guy but it's last night songs oh sorry sorry Meg. Yeah. sorry megan <laughs> yeah and it's megan i kept getting i kept getting the name wrong too many s's in the wrong places last night songs i just sent sent them some videos so hopefully they post those or something I, I ran into Joe Luca at the gas station yesterday at uh, Starin and Shoshone. Uh, yeah. yeah. He didn't see me. I pulled up on the other side of the pump, and I was just like, "Hey, what's up, Unabomber? Unabomber-looking motherfucker!" And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we just we talked about what a great weekend it was. I told him he really missed out by not being there Saturday. I don't know if he had something going on. You know, people do. I guess you know. Yeah. Yeah, things, things as people happen. do. So, what are we going to talk about? I, I so, guess we start with Thursday. 
That was a great show. I, I mean, shows like that are always cool because it's like it's a reunion of sorts. You know, I see all these people who who I kind of knew at shows, but I know because we see each other at shows, it's always kind of cool. You know, people yeah. you see every, you know, I, so often. I was, Yeah, I was a little surprised by a couple of the faces that were there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was a little surprised because I didn't think that that was their thing. I think it's the re- I think it's the hangout aspect. It's like a reunion. That's what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it somebody I don't remember if it was you, but somebody definitely said like, "Is this like the night before Thanksgiving type thing?" That's what it seemed like. Definitely. You know, like everybody comes back to town and they all end up at the same bar, and it's like everybody's yeah. hanging out. Yeah, definitely. That's a great. That's a great analogy. Definitely. Oh, we're saying something. I was. I was, the music. I I did not know what to expect. I've seen little snippets. Yeah. Um, I uh, my I was with my safety blanket Garrett Kwan and we were sitting there watching <laughs> our little boy Joel, uh, the <laughs> man in front of us. No, but but all kidding aside, I was I was blown away. I, I had no idea like what it was going to be. Uh, yeah. I remember I I was a roadie once for Copper. I mm-hmm. threw my time. I was the only one old enough to rent a van, so I ended up having to go to New York. <laughs> So um, and that was that. That's a that. If if you we could get the people involved with that trip in a podcast, that would probably be a whole episode right there. Um, but uh, and I liked Copper, but I I there was just something missing for me. I just felt like you know there was you know it was like uh, it wasn't all there. For me. And uh, mm-hmm. I loved everybody in the band. They were all great people. Mm-hmm. But I just was like not so you know into it. And uh, and live, I thought they were they were always not the not always together. And then so like when I saw that thing the other night, I was just like, "Holy shit, Megan is such an incredible singer now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe mm-hmm. is such an incredible guitar player." Because before it was cool with Sam and him trading off little, yeah, you know, emo rock bits or whatever you want to call it. But like mm-hmm. Joe carried the whole thing. It was, it was yeah. He was definitely cool. There was definitely one song that I want I want a copy of that I that I that stood out for me, but I forget. I think it was like the third song. But I definitely need need that need to listen to that more. But we also we we can't take away from the bass player is that Pat? Pat yeah, yeah. Pat Lavin. Yeah, we can't take away from Pat's playing and Pat's presence. And yes. you know, and and Justin holding it all together on the drums, like yeah, just, Justin, there, there, there's no slouchers, there's no slackers in this band. Definitely, it's, it, it's rare when you see a band for the first time and you're like, "Holy shit, it's perfectly formed, it's 100 yeah. percent complete." It's like, have they been playing out for years and I just haven't noticed them? I, I right, was, you know, I mean, there were times where Garrett and I looked at each other like, "Holy shit." You know, like what is going on? We were just—it was great. Yeah. I was, yeah. I and the, the the Bandcamp songs don't do them justice. Yeah, it's Not different. It's different than what they play live. I think. Yeah, yeah. From, from what I gather, they they practice a ton. Like, yeah, especially Megan and uh, Joe, and like, so they've been putting in a lot of time, and so that's probably why. It, I mean, it sounds so good and tight. You know. Yeah, definitely. You get, you get that much practice. And, and, and like you said, Eric, uh, Megan's definitely a better singer now than she was. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And, and stage so, presence and uh, yeah. dynamic, and she was. I just remember her kind of standing there and singing, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But yeah. now she's just like. She was like Henry Rollins up there, you know, like doing <laughs> power stance. She was really engaging in a way that's hard to pull off with that style of music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's very few times I've tried to sing without holding an instrument, and I've always felt like I look like the most awkward human being ever. And but she was just that. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Is that Pat? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He had killing it. <laughs> I think it looked yeah. at the beginning it looked like he was checking out the art on the wall. Like <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice one up there. Because oh, he kept looking away from the rest of the band. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was cool. I gotta say, yeah, I was gotta say that was my first time at Revolution Gallery. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty cool spot for that kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I like like I like I like how it's set up and you like the tables in the front of the stage into that? <laughs> yeah, that? That was very, like, very, uh, like, cafe-esque. Like, I was expecting people to start, like, snapping or something at the end. Very of the New York Supper Club type thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. I, actually, I posted it, but I have a good picture of the band playing. And EVR, you're watching. Garrett's watching. Larry Ransom's watching. And Scott Vogel's watching. Oh, yeah. yeah. Being, being 57, you know. if I got a chair... <laughs> I, I should have taken advantage of the chairs. Yeah, you're you're an elder statesman, Chris. Well, yeah, no, I should I'm have a, taken advantage elder. of them. I'm an elder. I don't know if I'm a statesman. Yeah. Um, they normally don't have tables set up. Um, yeah. Uh, like I've played there a number of times when I was in the Jumpers, and we, you know, to a variety of crowd sizes. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, Craig is a very interesting guy who. Um, is a very accomplished artist who's really into music, and it's kind of cool. He, he like brings that into the, his gallery, and uh, mm -hmm. you know he's very concerned about the visual aspects and the fog and the lights and things like that. And uh, to like you know most of the times, you know I think most bands are like, oh, we could care less about that. But, you know, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He really cares, and uh, you know and he treats people pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. Cool. So he's a very fair and perceptive gentleman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a new world, for a new world customer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've been in there a number of times, and I haven't seen it set up that way. Yeah, tables. You mean or the direction? No, well, no. I've seen I've seen bands play in that orientation. I've seen bands play the weird thing where they have it like going through the archway, yeah. but um, I've never seen like the tables scattered all over the place and I think in front of I, the stage. Yeah, I think he probably thought it was going to be more loungy maybe you know or or not that it wasn't gonna be and then he probably also didn't think there was gonna be that many people uh because it's a brand new band and and they don't you know they do a lot of shows where there's like very few people there so mm -hmm. yeah you know i i think that probably had to, i think he was pleasantly surprised with the turnout and uh and i i think he mentioned that to me like he just didn't know what to expect you know i think they're playing there again on december 1st so. Or second. Uh, I was just about the to second? ask where they're playing. Hold on, the second me, it is? Let me, uh, I will consult social media. <laughs> I, I work with computers. I looked them up to make sure that they, um, oh yeah, their they're, they're, uh, Instagram account doesn't say, but the copper one does. 
That's weird. We're just curious. <laughs> well, the the well, no, no, you're right. 12 Idle hands Instagram. 1122. 12 What time? What time? This is the flyer, and they said, for the picture. I think it's a recent picture of Tim. <laughs> Old Tim. As we as we go through this, I just want to like um drop that uh the Snapcase interview episode will be out on November twenty seventh. So people listening to this, I'm gonna keep mentioning it every so often so that people know that it's coming. <laughs> All right. Well, the a couple days after Thanksgiving is a Snapcase interview episode. So this this would be the recording from the live event with multiple members through Snapcase's history. Yeah, so just just to throw that out there. <laughs> For those who weren't there. <laughs> yeah, so um okay, yes, they were they were cool. I'm I'm looking forward. Have they been down there practicing when you've been practicing, Derek? Uh I when they were in their earlier stages, like mm. they would be in there when we were in there, but I have not ran into them since. Um Yeah, I I definitely heard them practicing with like a drum machine or something at one yeah. point yeah it was so it was how, ahead, how, how would you guys how would you guys classify their music for those who haven't heard them and don't really know what to expect i would say it was like aggressive shoegaze good way to put it you know it's got that it's got that Brit pop. Uh, Joe was always a Brit pop kid, uh, mm-hmm. and that's my fault. I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> the, um, but like you know, like guitar players like Bernard Butler of Suede, Johnny mm-hmm. Marr of that other band that we don't talk about. Um, <laughs> like guys like I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, guys like that. Uh, you know, he's trying to emulate them, <clears throat> and you can hear it, but I don't think he sounds like any of them. Which is cool. Which is really yeah, cool. yeah, definitely. The band as a whole doesn't sound like like that, but I hear what you're saying. Like in his, some of his guitar licks and the way he plays has that yeah, feel. I'll let our I'll let arpeggiated shit is great. You know? Yeah, and and he had like a lot of uh, um, effects going that uh, I always uh, kind of bust on when like uh, you don't you're not supposed to play guitar with your feet is like my my favorite quote. You know, like with guys who have like a thousand pedals, you know, but he made it work. He, he, you know, he would like step on a like a something that made his guitar sound way loud or like uh, way heavy, but it didn't like get way loud. You know, right. it was like everything was like perfectly balanced. It was really cool. I love yeah. when that happens. Okay, so that show happened. <laughs> I, think, I think we can put a bow on I, that. I would like to just touch once again yeah. on the um how um how great it was to see so many people definitely and you know some people that I haven't seen in a long time like i haven't seen ed bujanowski in forever yeah uh and i haven't seen justin Rowland in forever mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know I, justin as a hardcore guy i or, or, or he's really that, not like he's, he's i just know him as a like guy you know so it's kind of neat yeah, that yeah, everyone yeah. knew him already you know? yeah well his his brother is uh Jake, who used to sing for Manic Depression. Oh, okay. I see Bobby so, like, from that's, Manic I mean, Depression all the time. 
Yeah, yeah. Does he still work on uh He's on Allen, I think it is. Yeah. Billy Cat, maybe. I don't know. Something like that, yeah. Uh yeah, it was just great seeing people and and like and connecting with people that I've become like friendly with in more recent years because of the podcast or what what have you. Mm-hmm. Like it was just it was just overall a really good vibe. Shout out to your stickers, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make an appearance there? Yeah. You had stickers there. I know I gave Justin one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like uh Pat Lavin came up to me. He was like, great stickers. I was like, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> you, you were already there. So. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that's always cool. I always, like, in my mind, when I think about these things, I, like, I think of all these people who just kind of stopped going to shows and stuff. And, like, this is the cool part, like, where we all come together. We've been around, you know, however long, and we, we reconnect, and it's always kind of cool. Like, we all have our lives and stuff, and it's always kind of cool to reconnect with those people who we, you know, we saw in passing or became friends with and seeing them again, hanging out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It was, it was funny. Um, I'm, I'm on the train heading to Buffalo and Garrett sends me a message saying like, Hey, are you going to the Snapcase show? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to the Snapcase show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he sends me a picture from the train station. (laughs) <laughs> like he was like the next train behind me. Oh, really? oh <laughs> nice. Funny. Yeah, you guys should have coordinated. Right next time, like next time something like this happens, I totally will. You had like six hours to do the ultimate Garrett Klein podcast right there. Oh man, <laughs> this is start recording. Cornered, <laughs> yeah. cornered. Yeah, but I got to use the bathroom. No, you don't. Just keep talking. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Chris. Yeah. Uh, so you you were here. You hung out. What did when did you get who who got to the show first on Friday? Was it you or did you guys go together? Who who went to the show? What are you talking about? The Snapcase show. Yeah. What do you mean? Who got when did you, when did you, when did you get there? When did you get there? Uh me and Alex arrived probably like. 15 minutes before Smash and Grab went on. Are there still shirts? I think they're all gone. I have one extra large left. Shout out the shirts. One extra large left. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Let's talk about the bands. Let's talk about the gap that was bridged. (laughs) I showed up up during Against All Hope. So I'm going to like Sit out until we get to where I wandered in. Okay. Um, so it's so a tactical error on your part. What's that? It's a tactical error on your part. You know, here's Ball the strategy. thing. I never had a ticket. And so I had to work at the bar at 11-ish. You know, so I was just like, after the night and seeing all, everybody and just like the energy, I was just like, you know, I really got to go. So I text my old buddy, Chris, and I just said, do you have a single ticket I can buy? He goes, yeah. dude, I got you. So like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I still had stuff to do before because I was going straight from the show to work. So I had mm-hmm. Yeah, to yeah. Do. Uh, then that's fine. Like, um, smash and grab. <laughs> smash and grab was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was 
great scene. It was great seeing that many people watching them because generally the opening opening band it's like mm-hmm. six people in a bunch of space. Yeah, but there were people watching and people seemed to be pretty into it. I mean, it helps that they open with a ZT cover. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought they were, you know, smash and grab. But come on, you know them always going to up smash and grab. I saw old man Wyatt uh, jumping on people and singing along. I got photographic evidence I, I, of it. <laughs> I, I did do that, and my ankle is paying for it. Uh, <laughs> I feel that this ankle is never going to get better. Um, it's hobbling after that. I, I definitely was doing that. I, I was like after the show. The next day wasn't as bad, but like, yeah, after the show was rough. Yeah, yeah. Two of those guys did some double duty. So shout out to all the people who did, did double duty at that show because there were quite a few. <laughs> it was half the people playing. <laughs> it was there were quite mm-hmm. a few. Yeah, but they were, they were great. great. Yeah, those those new songs. Like I think their demo kicks ass. Those new songs are just a whole different level. They are, and and I will say, they're they're great live. Their song, like there's there wasn't a moment where I was just like, uh, they could have skipped the song. Like, it, come on, man, it's fucking smash and grab. One thing about smash and grab, though, I'm gonna throw some shade here. Oh, uh, watch what you say. <laughs> the singer, he's like twenty something years old. I'm tired. I'm too. I'm too old for this. No, <laughs> no too old for this stop <laughs> so and for those of you listening to this who haven't heard smash and grab um eric foster actually kind of coined what they sound like almost perfectly mm-hmm. john pettibone singing for raw deal yeah okay. yeah and when he said like he was like dude he sounds like john pettibone and i'm like yeah and they sound like raw deal and he's like yes like it's john pettibone singing for go. raw deal and he's like that's exactly what it is and for those of you who don't know who John Pettibone is, singer from Undertow. Yeah. 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 So and a bunch of weirdo metal bands. Yes. Was that was that band? The Himza. Himza, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Himza. No, but there's another that. one too. Like I always think it's Baroness, but it's apparently not Baroness, but it may be Baroness. I think it is Baroness. Yeah. I think it is. <laughs> All right, so smash and grab the the, the NCS house band. Yes, <laughs> they, they'll probably play multiple yeah. days on NCS Fest. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be the in between band band. Yeah, they'll just keep playing. <laughs> they'll we'll just do one song in between every band. There you go. Give give them some shine all over the place. <laughs> NCS yeah. Fest. If you know, you know. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> y'all y'all ain't, y'all ain't got nothing to say about smash and grab. I said my I, I, said, I, said, my, I said my piece. That's fun. <laughs> You're gonna get a lot more tired when uh when that when that kid comes, buddy. A lot yeah. more tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, you better up your cardio, boss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up was spaced. Spaced. I thought space was great. Uh, yeah, I mean, they had a very solid set. The crowd reaction was weird. Like it, seemed, like, it seemed like they had a couple of dedicated fans, but then the other people seemed to maybe not necessarily know what to do with them. Hmm. It's these old people. They suck. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. 
From what I could tell. What's that? Fine. From what I could tell, it looked fine. It looked like they got a decent reaction. Yeah, they were cool. They yeah, were I, I mean, cool. yeah. I, I don't know. They were definitely awesome. Shout out Lexi, who's been on the show a couple of times now. <laughs> yeah, Bring I mean, I, 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 it was my first time seeing them, and they were good. They were good. Yeah. So, exhibition, fucking now we're now old. I, I was asleep, so I, I missed it all. <laughs> oh, exhibition was incredible. I, I was I was impressed, very very impressed with exhibition. Uh they they were fucking great. Yeah, um, okay. I I've said it before, and I'll <laughs> say it again. Either space or exhibition needs to step up to become like the 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 snap case of this day and age. It, meaning that they need to start headlining shows and they need to be putting Buffalo on the map. Before the show, their first show or, ever headlining uh, on Saturday in Hamilton. They were pretty excited right. for it. That, that's, that's when they need to do that. But I was yeah. like, before um, before the show, I was like, it needs to either be space or exhibition. After the show, exhibition, I feel like exhibition is shooting to that mark. And now saying that space can, I think space absolutely can too, but exhibition, like they have their eyes on the prize. I think space is as well. Space is going all over the place, playing whenever they, they like play all the freaking time. They're always out playing. It's true. It's true. They're they're, they're always doing it. I'm not saying that space can't. I think that both, there's room for both of them to do it. You know, just what I saw Saturday, exhibition is a little bit ahead on that. I mean, exhibition Um, just, they just looked like they're having, a fucking blast up there and it 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 rubbed off me on me like a, a great way it's like okay this fucking is so much fun you know with the yeah. uh, the pc principal glasses and all that shit oakley's one thing i love about exhibition is that greg always looks so fucking happy while they're playing like he looks like he is just having the best time it fucking yeah. works and I mean, like, that's totally on brand for Greg, who is just a really, like, pleasant, positive person. But, like, it, it makes their sets better that he doesn't look all fucking cranky. Dude's, like, dude's trying to look yeah, fucking yeah. hard in other, in other bands yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it yeah, I, I, an exhibition, congratulations to headlining in Hamilton or Toronto or whatever it was. It was Hamilton. Uh, it, it's, I feel like it's their time. I think, I think the full length, I haven't heard the full length. I don't know if any of you guys have heard the full length, but I've talked to a person or two who have heard the full length and they're like raving about it. Cool. It's fucking good. Alex, I guess, I guess you've heard it. Holding out on us once again. <laughs> Such a fucking yep. dick. Such a dick. It's the biggest fucking dick on this podcast. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, like the, he's like the John Holmes of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, exhibition exhibition was fucking great. Uh, they were okay. <laughs> oh, we're making weird. it weird. Yeah, we're making it weird. We're making it weird again, Mark. <laughs> you're you're trolling us right now. I'm doing what I gotta do. I'm doing what I gotta do. So yeah, so at the end of. Uh, Exhibition set. Bad blood. K 
came up and played one song. Oh yes, the the surprise bad blood single songs that yeah uh, say that three times fast. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric Elman came up and Scott Vogel came up and they played a song. One song, right? Intro. Well, intro I don't know. Song. Yeah, intro into the song. I don't know if it's one song on the record or not, but. Yeah. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out for bad blood, soon-ish, right? Last spot records. Yeah, that was. Yeah, bad blood was great. It was uh, and and everybody seemed to be really into it. Yeah, because I think we talked about this. A vocal is like a magnet, like a char- a charismatic magnet. Like if he gets on stage, yeah. even back in the day, like Vogel is in a, singing for a freaking band, kids just move. Like yeah. it's just it's just. Easily the best frontman in hardcore, in my opinion. Easily, like by a mile. But whatever, yeah. you know. He just he just good. Like he makes it happen, which is awesome. So <laughs> what was that? Yeah, no, it's good. That's <laughs> nothing. I'm just I'm just listening to you talk. Why are you being weird? <laughs> uh no, the the bad blood surprise song was great. Yeah. Um you know, I mean, we're we're halfway through, and it was a great night. Like there yeah. wasn't there wasn't a there wasn't a stinker or a bummer amongst the first. Were there half. any fu- were there any fights at the show? No, no. everybody was chill, practically no. hugging each other. Yeah, it was it was a cool reunion. You guys all got old. <laughs> I, one, I mean, Alex and I witnessed someone getting dragged out for some reason, but man, you just keep making it weird. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, totally was, uh, well, who's the one that asked if there was a fight? Uh, I mean, that, was that, you. That, that, I was just saying in terms of the way there was always fights at shows back in the day. That's all. That, that was my. That was all. I was referencing. There was what, always what someone. Was that, Eric, what's that? What were you saying that you got stepped all over? No, I. Well, I'm just saying any bar. You know, there's going to be a time where like there's somebody where it's like, okay, buddy, you, you got to go. You know, and yeah, sometimes yeah. they go easy, and sometimes they need a little persuading to get out the door and you know you don't know exactly what they could have done or whatever yeah definitely i i didn't feel like it was like like a goon squad working there you know yeah security was good they have the same security all the time and those dudes like they they get it yeah yeah that's why i I told you the second i walked in i i I looked and i was like i was like i could take you i could take you i uh, (laughs) know <laughs> they are sufficiently large men to yeah. uh, to to keep people under wraps too. Well, you know the club yeah. scene on Chippewa and even on Elm Street has gotten weird. You know. Yeah, and I gotta I gotta say, uh, it's good to see that Chippewa night is still like a freaking weirdo crackhead skid row. Good Seriously. to see some things don't change. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. It's always weird when there's something going on after a show too. And like you know, there's the other crowd files in when the we'll other... we'll get there. We're only <laughs> halfway through the night. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So who is next? Cinderblock. 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 Cinderblock was cool. I like the new record or Cinder... the old record. Well, that's the. I think it's. So, I, think, yeah. I think they're great. I, I know it's going to sound stupid. Help me out. Cinderblock is Tim, right? Yeah. But who else is who else was in the band? Because I missed them obviously. Uh, uh Bogle is the second singer. Okay. I saw pictures. Dennis Merrick. 
yeah, Dennis Merrick, who at the time was in no joke, but is now in Earth Crisis. Yeah, yeah, no, I, know, I saw I talked to Dennis on Saturday. Yeah. Bill from every band on guitar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Clint is a guy, and I forget the last guy's name because I'm terrible. Carl. I believe Carl. I believe mm-hmm. Clint was a no joke as well. Okay. Yeah. The rest of the guys looked familiar, but like I, I remember Dennis well from the old days. Uh, yeah, he was always with Tim and stuff like that. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, but um, and obviously Scott and uh, and Tim I, I knew, but the other guys I just kind of vaguely I I'm sure I knew them back then. You know, with yeah. customers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they were they were cool. Quicksand cover was awesome. Yeah, quicksand cover was awesome. What song Bringing they Tom Hardwick out for a song or two was great because Tom was the singer before Scott. It was one song, I think. Yeah. What's that? So- I think the song was called December. Oh, the quicksand? Yeah. No, yeah. the uh, the song Tom Hardwick sang. Oh, oh, oh. What, what quicksand song did they Omission. Oh, nice. Omission, yeah. Sorry. Jesus Christ. I fuck up song titles. <laughs> God damn it. It was great. They did it great. Like, Cinderblock, Cinderblock was much better than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and I said because you know sometimes you get like thirty years later, a bunch of people get together, you know, two singers, you know, like every everything hit, everything hit. Yeah, it was cool. It was definitely yeah. a fun time. Tim was having a blast. It was cool. Yeah, not yeah. a band I thought I'd ever really get to see, but it was it was cool to catch him. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, like Chris was saying, like, um, they they played their songs perfect you know there wasn't like you know rust on anything what do you expect yeah i mean they were ready <laughs> uh, well you know like they, they from, were ready from the center block interview like they said they only had like three practices or something like that and like and some of those dudes haven't played guitar in a while you know so it's it's i mean like you expect some things to go a little off or you know yeah it was, it was cool. cool. It was the right amount. It was like good energy too. Like it was like, you know, it was cool. It was just like they were doing it and it was awesome. It didn't seem like a bunch of old guys up there. It seemed like some, it seemed like energetic dudes up there. It was cool. It was definitely fun. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and the, the quicksand cover was great. Yeah. I was a fan of that. So yeah, that a was lot cool. of people were. That was cool. Yeah. I recorded half of it. So I have a, I have a recording of it. So I got I got that. So I got video evidence. We'll see if they ever play again. Did uh, did Neil do sound for all the bands? I believe so. Yeah. Because yeah, okay. Well, we'll get to that later. I, I could <laughs> I could see um, Cinderblock playing a couple of fests. Yeah. Um, and that then, makes, and then that, that makes that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I think Tim said they were open to play when he, we interviewed them. Yeah. Episode, yeah. episode 101, was it? They they were great. They had a good reception. Like, yeah. I could see them definitely doing some more. Definitely, yeah. It was cool. It was definitely cool. I was happy. Yeah. When does that record come out? Uh, what, the, mean, vinyl? Like the vinyl? The vinyl, yeah. It's streaming. Yeah, it's oh, streaming. yeah, it's not out yet. I was like, wait, don't I have it? I was like, no, I don't, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. First, for some reason, I thought they said they were sending it out at the end of the month. Like, War War Records said that on on uh, Instagram or something. Oh, cool. 
So very cool. It probably got vinyl back up. You know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> and I, not I'll 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 uh, I'll make it weird right now. <laughs> oh boy. What do so, you what do you got, drunkard? Nineties hardcore band that cover of that record is pretty nineties. <laughs> I would say. What's yeah. that? The cover of the record is pretty nineties. I would say. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty nineties. Definitely pretty nineties. Staying on brand there. It's definitely pretty nineties. I like yeah. it. I was, I was disappointed. There's no shirt, so my dream of having a cinder block shirt is still unrealized. Yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. <laughs> I'm sure someone can make it happen for you, Chris. <laughs> Not like you don't have a con- a connections everywhere. <laughs> I, you know, I try to do things on the up and up. Hey, sometimes, you know, sometimes people do things for you. I can't make, things, make things happen for you. What's on the cover? I can't. It's like a, it's like it's like a religious type statue thing. statue thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah very 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Against all hope. Yo. <laughs> Enter Eric. So. <laughs> Okay, there, I, over there on the left is Eric coming into the show. I come in. I walk, <laughs> down the, I walk down the maze to get in. Yeah. And the first impressive. thing I do is go, holy shit. Everyone I sold a record to in the 90s is in this room right now. <laughs> and, so I just kind of like make my way and I find, I find my safety blanket. And I'm standing there. And so I just start watching. And I, was, I, I probably saw them back in the day once or twice and um, I was blown away by like how professional it sounded um mm-hmm. the gear it didn't like back in the the days when I remember seeing hardcore shows in the early 90s like it was like shitty marshals that were like just too loud had an undefined sound you know yeah I thought like I was like I could hear everything clearly uh, going back to Neil doing the sound for the bands, I think he's fantastic. Definitely. Um, but I just and then I and then I had totally forgotten that Tim was in the band, Tim Patterson. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know because because of my relationship with Scott Reynolds, I I've known Tim as the papers guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm watching, yeah. so I was just like, but then I just all of a sudden I'm just like looking at all these guys. I'm like they're having the best time of their lives right now, and this is awesome. I think out of all the bands that played the show, I think I've heard the most positive stuff about Against All. I think I think everyone was thought they were great. I think everyone I talked to like remarked about how awesome they were. So they were insane. Dude, they stole the they stole the show. They yeah. stole the show. Yeah, yeah. They just it was just, it was fun to watch. You know, it's, it's like and yeah. I'm going to make this super awkward, <laughs> uh, but I I want to be Tim Patterson's adult best friend. <laughs> Tim is such a sweet guy. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Like I want to be as a, yeah. Like I want to be his adult best friend. I was just thinking, like when I was talking to him towards the end, I was like, I just want to hang out with you all the time. And I didn't say it because it'd be such a weird, like you just said it. Chris. I want to hang out with you. you well, just said it, Chris. You know, it's in the safety of it's the safety of my friends and peers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think it was Gary who said like something like like I don't think Tim's changed his outfit in thirty years. It's true. It's true. Shirt, shorts, sneakers, SG, baseball cap. It was was, was great. You know, it's true. Like, yeah, you know what? I've never seen him look anything different than that. Yeah, and he looks exactly (laughs) like this drawing. 
definitely. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I mean, like the same could be said for me. So, yeah, you know, I haven't. Yeah, but I want to be your adult best friend too. So, I mean, apparently, I'm uh, the theme. Hey, man, cool. <laughs> you and Tim can hang out, man. I, I... Yo, I would like, I would die of like happiness. Like it would just be like, all right, I don't need to live anymore. This is the happiest moment I've ever had. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so the the pavers played at the uh, town ballroom. Uh, playing with uh john snodgrass and uh so i went you know to see scott and to see the band and and, uh, yeah. and i just remember thinking like okay so i've gone as i've seen tim play two shows this year so i feel like my yeah. punk rock card can be handed back to me at this point <laughs> you've been you've renewed <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they were they were good though i will say that and they played uh like I've I've seen them play, I mean a few times over the last like ten years, but um, I feel like that set list they played there was probably their best. Like mm-hmm. the right songs, the songs that I wanted to hear, and that, maybe not everybody, but you know, mm-hmm. it was mostly uh, I, later stuff. Yeah, I um I did not appreciate against all hope in the nineties like I should have. Uh, so I thought their set list was fantastic because I was really appreciating paying attention. It was all like, it wasn't new, but it was new to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, I just, it was, they were so, they were so fucking good. Like they were so fucking good. I, I can't get over how good they were. Like, like I said, they stole the show. Like it was, it was their show. Mm-hmm. Like they came ready and Phil did freaking double time back to back yes he did yeah. and he was wearing like Killed a circle lined vest during the cinder block <laughs> yes! so he probably sweated like, out like 20 pounds of water he was like gonna go on like a hike through through the fucking Himalayas or some shit afterwards I was like what are you wearing I mean he, he did double duty on hard mode hard mode yeah he ain't wearing <laughs> no sunglasses he's got a Sherpa vest on <laughs> Maybe a winter hat too. <laughs> he may it may have been one of those like pull down over your ear hats. Like I don't, I don't know about that. You never know. You never know. Remember. It was really warm that night too. It, really it was very warm that night. It'll happen when you put four hundred people in that room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I I can't get over. It. Now I'm on a hunt for all of the like against all hope demos which i'll probably never find uh, i've been looking for them for years but yeah i know some i mean people have them i mean there's the 11 song one that nick put out beans i feel like there's another one there is there's like a promo like a four song promo yeah and there's an unreleased lp as well well how do we get that i have Who's it. got that do you yeah you mean i'm sure with the class off. It's um, yeah. It's like it's actually like unfinished demos and stuff, but it's it's definitely good. I'll send it to you. Yeah. So. Now now that I'm on a against all hope kick, I wear that sweatshirt every day. Nice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I eventually get there. I eventually get there. Let's move on to uh, the reason for the season. <laughs> 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 Snapcase. Yeah, snap case. Yeah, almost. I, I was in the back. 
Almost what? Almost Eric's second stage dive ever. I was tempted. <laughs> I was tempted, but I didn't want Chris to have to throw me out. Um, <laughs> I, I was, you know, the, the thing, you know, obviously I, did, I never saw the band anywhere near as much as you guys did. Uh, you know, I remember the early days. I remember Gallus. I remember everything. But, like, the last time I think I saw them was probably that Edge Fest they played at LaSalle Park. Oh, yeah, that's right. They played Edge Fest. I forgot and, about that. And the only reason I was there was because my wife at the time was a, an avid skydiver, and there was a bunch of skydivers that are going to land in LaSalle Park. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. I can see Snap. I, we're going to be part of the ground crew for that. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, great. I'll get to see Snapcase too. And uh, I was just like, my God, they're just, they were just so like deserving of being in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where they had taken the band. Like when Progression came out, I was just like, oh my God, like this is like such a, an advancement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what they, they kept going forward. It's like a lot of times I like bands when they, oh, please make every record sound the exact same because that's what I love. But it was, yeah. I also love when the, there are bands that are like just get even better and better. And it was, yeah. So it was, so it was like, I was super excited not only just to be there, see everybody. Mm-hmm. I was excited for them, but I was like really looking forward to actually watching them play and yeah. and and hearing them. And wow, it was so cool. I I just you know I just right from the get go I was like the energy in the room. Yeah, it was just like I get it. You know, I was never part of the hardcore scene, but I get it. I totally yeah. get where you guys are at. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, they were cool at the California Takeover show, but obviously in a smaller venue, it's a lot cooler. So they were awesome. They were smaller they were venue, no barrier. Yeah, it was just cool. It yeah. was cool. Bottle service, you know, all the all the things. <laughs> yeah. <that hardcore. laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. Like other than they were great, I mean, they're snapcase, you know. Right. They're right. you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I was never a, a huge Snapcase fan or anything, but the one thing I always loved about them is, like, Tim is such a good drummer. Like, mm-hmm. he's just got, like, cool, like, tribal beats and, like, I don't know. I dig it. But, yeah, like, overall, I don't visit them much, but I, you can always appreciate them live. Yeah. I just watched a video of them today from the original California Takeover on YouTube. <laughs> Don't oh, ask why. I, it was cool. Yeah, the original. Like what so, because because they played like you know we talked about Caboose, which we'll talk about later. Like they played that song like before it was out, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. So you know, it was it was cool. I mean, like I know a lot of people are, like Looking Glass self, but like. They definitely got better after Looking Glass Off, and I think people who say that they that Looking Glass Off is a peak are listening to it wrong. Like they just became so much of a better band mm. after Looking Glass. I, I would, I would, I would say that um, progression is the peak for me. That's the peak. Yeah, yeah. Steps yeah. in progression. Yeah. Like I really like Steps a lot. Yeah. I'm just saying they got better after Looking yeah. Glass Off. That's that, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they definitely got better and became a better band. You know, because people want the old stuff, and but they they definitely they progressed and got better, and it was just good. They started they, cho- they started choosing better back cover art. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I mean, like they kind of 
made their own sound. The earlier stuff wasn't quite. Yeah, I mean, you know, quite a signature. You know, there's a, the signature Snapcase sound now, and it's. It, I think it comes from steps and beyond. You know, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah definitely. There isn't much that sounds like Snapcase. Quick aside, we do that Joe Strummer tribute show every year. And yeah. One year, um, I don't know if you guys know Scott Mercer. Um, yeah. He put together a band with a bunch of people and uh, all different people. And it was a really neat idea. But Frank played. And I was so I was really excited to see Frank. And he had his Travis Bean, like all metal guitar. You know, <laughs> and I was, so we were talking guitars and stuff. And then they, so they start playing. And if you're familiar with the uh, uh, Prodex Blue from the first Clash album, he starts playing the little riff. And I'm like, this is a Snapcase song. I mean, it all the time, like, I was like, oh, my God. It's like he can't get away from that now. <laughs> that guitar, that sound, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great, you know, because it's like hearing Snapcase do a class song. Man, yeah. I just thought of something we could have asked them at the at the interview that we didn't ask them, but whatever, we'll talk about what? that. Frank, I think Frank played guitar for a lifetime on their last tour on their original run. Yeah. Uh yeah. Oh, oh really? I yeah. Oh. I just remembered that when you like I know which I forgot about until now. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, cool. Yeah, that was about Snapcase, not about lifetime. Yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a cool it's, it's a cool yeah. piece of like history, I guess, you know. Well, you got to bring Frank on here and talk about Facebook. We will. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, we're we're going to have him on. I definitely talked to Frank and Dustin about being on the show, so they're going to definitely do it. So Cool. Great. They will definitely do it. Um, yeah, so Snapcase was great. Um, I was waiting for you outside, Yo, Chris, after the show, and you never came outside. I was hanging out with Tim. <laughs> he just never I came was. outside. I was, I was trying to adult best friend with Tim. Uh, you know, I was hanging uh, outside with like you know Ralph was outside. You weren't outside. Ralph was outside. <laughs> you should have stayed inside where everyone else was. <laughs> Speaking of that, so like like yeah, I was uh, too busy. I was too busy lurking. Bailey was going back into the show to grab something, and like what's that? Bailey was going back into the show to get something, and this bouncer like came running after him because he was like, "You got to pay five dollars to get back in there." <laughs> it was really oh, weird. <laughs> like he was just like like yo. he was attack him. <laughs> But anyway, that 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 after party, whatever that was, so that weird. was a thing. That was a thing to behold. Yeah. How late did you stay there? About uh, 30 seconds into the first live band karaoke song, because I was sort of I was sort of curious about it. And yeah. then uh, the first song went off the rails so fucking fast that we just took off. What song was it? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't even know. But like I got caught up with talking to like Phil and Tim yeah. and selling shirts and then talking to like Megan and Joe Luca about the night before. Yeah. And and talking to some other people. And then it was just like, oh, there's this like I didn't even realize that the crowd changed. It was just like I look around, I was like, wait a second, what's what's going on here? Yeah. Talking to Jim Callahan about stuff, uh yeah. you know, Joe Valella, uh, you know. Uh, Billy Page, just you know, just catching up with people, talking to people, and then yeah. like I look up and it's like, where the hell am I? <laughs> Why are there people here in dresses and neckties? <laughs> yeah, and it was like, all right, Alex, 
time to go. And then I start walking out and Alex doesn't move. I'm like, all right, guess it's not time to go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go to the next day. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> let's no, talk about... I mean, the... Yeah. I would say the show was great. It was yeah. like everyone killed it. It was, it was, there was no negative vibes in the building at all. Yeah. Everything yeah, was totally. super chill. Everybody was having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that there were people there that I knew that I didn't recognize because I hadn't seen them in 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had that a lot. Uh, I, I got to see Robin from Home of the Hits. Yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen like, her in years. Yeah, yeah. Only, uh, she got she got Jen from Home of the Hits to adopt a dog. Oh, awesome! So the next day I was like nice. texting with Jen Preston, and I'm like, God, I'm working on it too. By the way, I'm work. I know what your next question <laughs> is going to be, and I'm working on it. And uh, but uh, she was like sending me pictures of the dog, like after giving a bath, yeah. and I was like, You have to go to the Seneca One building today. You have to go. This yeah. is important. And she, I just couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. That would have been great. Like that would have been a great like surprise. Yeah, yeah I didn't even think about asking about home of the hits until we were in the interview. You know, then it seemed like that was the yeah. right thing, right question to ask. But anyway, let's get back to the let's start the day three of our three days. Anyway, I just want to point out that if anyone's interested, that Snapcase soccer jersey is back in my eBay pile. If anyone is looking for it, it's very exclusive. Daryl's I mean, like, I don't that remember is, that those. Is... Daryl's like. I mean, cause, so here's the thing. I'm like, well, what do I wear to a hardcore show? I don't know. Oh, oh I have something by, you know, that the only Snapcase shirt I ever owned was that jersey. Because I remember it had to have been Daryl coming in and going, hey, I got this idea to make jerseys. Because we were both about soccer. And so I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I want one. And yeah. I think we sold it's maybe 25. I want to say yeah. it's like a real small number. And I always had it. And, you know, and then I was like, you know, I was like, oh, someday I'll probably put it up, you know, whatever. Cause I'm <laughs> I was so happy I never got around to doing that because I was like, like I'm going to wear this. And people were like, what the fuck is that? It was so much fun. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great item. It's definitely a great item. And Daryl's like, I don't, I don't remember those. I was like, Wait, <laughs> you made these. I... That's how it goes. <laughs> it's a legit, like, man- manufactured shirt. Yeah. It was great. Very cool. So I'm just saying, next time we have anything, an event in a city that where where Chris doesn't live, I'm I will drive you to said event, Chris, because you were almost late for this interview. <laughs> so, so in my defense, or I'll send a driver for uh, you or something. We we yeah, left the same my, place it, together. I could have just driven him and had Larry go separately. Yeah, but he had to hang out yeah, with Larry. But, Larry, shut, shut up, please, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I had, I had to hang out with my man. Yeah. And in my defense, like I, I was on the phone taking care of something, and uh, he just puts in Seneca Street, and I wasn't paying attention, and it took us to like West Seneca. Does he have like an old Garmin or something? Or why didn't you just use your phone, dude? This, this, like, <laughs> he's like, so we're in his wife's car. Yeah. And his wife's car has that like dashboard mounted GPS that you have to punch everything into, like that, that like pre touch screen. And um, it takes you to the wrong place because it goes off of MapQuest. Yeah. So we're like, you know, and, and I look up and I'm like, wait a second, this isn't downtown. Like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> 
<laughs> and then, you know, and then I'm like, yo, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, Alex or Derek are going to have to sit in for the first part. Like, I don't know that I'm going to make it. And yeah, that would have been a thing. You made I mean, it. you guys would have been great, but like, it, it definitely would have been like, I know people are like, well, where the fuck is Chris? Like, what is this about? Chris, don't sell yourself short. You, you've got to ask weird questions. Yeah. <laughs> no, you started it. <laughs> so, so I was in with Seneca about 30 minutes before the thing started, getting new eyeglasses. And yeah, I, was I stopped. Yeah, I was about 15 minutes before it started. Yeah, I, so I stopped at this writing on Union because uh, I forgot how my home the hits sweatshirt is like a cat hair magnet and or a dog hair magnet. We even <laughs> had dogs in the van recently. So I was like, I got to get a limp roller. I'm not going to walk in looking like a furball. So I was like, I walk into the right, and there was a guy who looked like um, – that he had uh, like developmentally handicapped a little, and then uh, he was buying stuff you know, with his EBT card, and and he just looks over and he goes, "Home of the hits." Awesome. That was on Elmwood, right? And I was like, yeah. you know, awesome. and then, of course I I was like, please don't recognize me. I got somewhere to go, you know. <laughs> but uh, I was like, I was like, all right, that's cool. That's very cool. <laughs> I'm very envious of that home of the hits hoodie. Like very envious of that. We made, I don't we made, I don't know why it never occurred to me to buy Home of the Hits merch when Home of the Hits was existed. Because you thought it'd be around forever. We well yeah. We, Honestly, that's probably why. Well that we'll save all that for, for, for another time. Okay, yeah. so we got together all the members of Snapcase that we could find. And we didn't even know how this was going to go. Like Daryl had suggested us doing this and I didn't like, like what are you doing a live like interview with eight people? Like shout out John Angelo for recording it. Definitely. Cause he, that's, that couldn't have been easy, I guess, or maybe it's easy for him, but I it, it'll know. probably be the best I ever sounded. It's going to be the best sounding podcast sound. we have. So we interviewed Snapgate has a book come out. Um, called optic it's like kind of a retrospective and it's really really cool i talked to tom b who who did it and there's a lot of cool features in the book and things that make the book really cool like how they color-coded the edge of the book with the releases and when the band changed they put that in the book too which was kind of cool too so the book is definitely cool and if you haven't bought it buy it it's definitely worth it if you're any sort of Snapcase fan or hardcore book collector or or Buffalo historian. Yeah. It's really cool. Definitely definitely worth it. I I just finally looked through it yesterday and I was it was fantastic. Yeah, it's really cool. Like and, I mean and, and I'm not somebody who was there for all that, you know. Yeah. But I, I just I was like, Oh yeah, I remember when that was on the, the uh flyer wall at home of the heads. Oh, I remember when that was on the flyer yeah. wall. Yeah, oh, really cool. I remember when my chemical romance opened for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really cool book. Um, definitely would recommend purchasing that. It is, uh, particularly if you're a Snapcase fan, it's definitely a, a must-have item. Definitely, I agree. And I like well, I like the new merch as well. I like the Snapcase established 1989 shirts or sweat shirts and hoodies. I wore mine yesterday on my uh on my other podcast, so I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but we asked the members of the band about just different things, like different aspects of the band, people leaving and coming and going. 
stuff like that was pretty cool. But I mean, it's all going to be on that episode, which comes out on uh, when does it come out, Chris? Twenty seventh. Alex, twenty seventh of of uh, November. This, of November. November. So yeah, it's gonna, it's cool. Like, I, you know, I heard from members of the band in ways that I hadn't heard from members of the band before, which is really cool. So, you know, it's it was definitely awesome, and I think it's going to be great when it comes out on this podcast in a few weeks. Yeah, and there was there was a, a good amount of people there. There was more people than I was expecting. Yeah, it definitely. Um, saw some faces haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, it was pretty cool. What I I really loved how each member kind of they really shone. They all they all kind of were themselves, and it really comes through. Like like just Dustin with his dry humor. Yes, so yeah. funny. I could listen to him tell stories forever. He just yeah. tells them so well, and. And then uh, you know, and John and Frank and Daryl, yeah. but like Bob, Bob Whiteside, you know, like yeah. when he's going back to a place he probably doesn't go back to very often up there, you know. Yeah. The, the base story was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just, that was I, pretty I, funny. I never knew about the dynamite one. Yeah, that's, that was pretty. Uh, <laughs> there's there's yeah. a picture of the dynamite in the in the book. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely pretty cool definitely buy and tom like incredible work like yeah awesome like great i think he's working on some other stuff too so but definitely check out what he's doing and what he's up to he's got a great instagram that has a lot of his work i went back and you know since i, I was meeting him yeah. uh had no idea we both worked at caroline records awesome at different times. uh so we knew a lot of the same people uh yeah. just had a great chat with him and um you know, uh, all of his post work, but he like, he's designed like reissues for the Beach Boys, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. And his artwork is great. It's yeah. Great. His only other book that I've seen, his Misfits book, Scream With Me, is on fucking believable. It is yeah. so good. It looks perfect cover to cover. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. The guy does great work. Yeah, definitely. Shout out Tom B. The, the Lyle Pressler story from Daryl was fantastic. That was, that was yeah, definitely check that out on 27th of November. That was yeah. great. Oh, yeah, yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah. definitely cool. Start a Patreon. We could send it out to you early, too. Just PayPal Derek or whatever. It would have been perfect. It would have been perfect for this. Like, that would have been a cool Patreon thing, like, if we had this come out, like, before. Maybe for the only fans. Uh, yeah. Like... To to shout out Daryl, I thought it was cool that he included us in this, and it was cool that we had this established, and he reached out to us to do this because we were an established podcast and like a Buffalo thing. And I thought that was awesome that he thought of us in this instance yeah. and stuff. I thought 100%. that was I thought that was great. Like freaking Daryl, like brought it. It was awesome. He he's, he's always ever since I've really gotten to know him, like say mid nineties, where I really yeah. got to like know him. Yeah, he's one of the most considerate human beings I've I've ever met. Uh, I get to see him every now and again walking his dog on because uh, I drive by his neighborhood on my way to work, and like at seven in the morning, I'll see him out walking the dogs, and we'll pull over. I'll be like, "Yeah, hey, what's up?" You know, it's a great way to start the day. Yeah, I see him every <laughs> so often because his wife is a photographer and she does work with us, and his son comes in too, and it's cool. It's very yeah. cool to see him, you know, and all that good stuff. 
this kid running around the room to fist bump every single individual person in the entire room (laughs) multiple times and dustin's daughter like while he's talking she's like coming up the high five (laughs) pretty cool very very awesome but definitely check that out when once it comes out um so we we did that interview and uh we did a second interview where we kind of talked about Buffalo hardcore history while well, the river rock and home of the hits and ZT basically. <laughs> so we talked to a panel. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, yeah, right there. You got the Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, those are the things, those three things are like the things, you know, like as far as modern Buffalo hardcore, you know, like that's it, <laughs> you know, it's ZT. No home of the hits and again no spoilers. I I, I was teary eyed. I was teary eyed with with listening to some of the conversation involving the store. I I just sat there like I I guess I did right in my life because I always look back at my time there and think was I an asshole? Was I was I okay? Because I always didn't want to be an asshole. And then I like say I something something weird here, Chris. You were. You were the least of the assholes that worked there. <laughs> yeah. We definitely had some people who had attitudes. Like, I never felt judged, though. Like, I know no. people say they felt judged. I never really felt judged. Like right? I said, you just have impeccable like taste. Chris Celeste, 100%. No, I, 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 and it was part I, will, of the I, will, I will go down in flames to tell you that if Chris didn't have something to say about something, he didn't say anything. And then people would probably think, oh, he's judging me. I really think that's what it is because. Because he was like, he listened to a lot of bad music. Um, (laughs) I hope he's not listening. No, but, you know, he loved a lot of that stuff. You know, so it's like. Yeah. But also, a lot of times, he he was probably just hungover, Chris. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. So you may not remember this, and I meant to bring it up Saturday, and I didn't really get a chance. But right before Sick of It All's just, uh, uh, the scratch the surface came out. I came into home with a hit, and you're like, "Hey, does anyone still care about sick of it all?" I'm trying to figure out how many of these to order. <laughs> and I don't know why that stuck with me all these years, but it just, it just did. It was a crapshoot, you know, trying to judge, you know, and and maybe about, what year was, was did that come out? Ninety four, like ninety four or something. Yeah, yeah, that that was the weird time where like so much all. Alternative music became big sellers, but the malls mm. were selling it too. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. This, that was the year that, that the store made the most money it ever made in a year that year. Yeah, um, post Nirvana. But the but the but the irony of that asking of sick of it, if anyone really cares about sick of it all anymore, and then Snapcase tour in Europe with them. <laughs> yeah, you know it was just yeah, like. But, uh, yeah, like like as bands got older, like I, you guys were always pretty hip to like the new and up and coming bands, and that's mm-hmm. what our store kind of did, you know. So like after a while, when you got bands that have been around for so long, you know, do are they still relevant? You know, that, that was probably would have been a better way for me to say it. Is it still a relevant thing? You know, like a new record by them is that still relevant? Mm-hmm. That's Here's kind a of quick question for you got for you guys. You guys, if you remember this, do you remember the first thing you bought at Home of the Hits? I do. I think I remember what the first thing I ever bought at Home of the Hits, but do you guys remember yours? I definitely do. I 
And, and it's funny because Eric was just saying that, you know, they're looking, you know, looking for like the, the net, like the new stuff. But like I went in there and bought uh, Bold Speak Out and also the Burn 7 Inch. And this was, I mean, it had to be 94 when I bought them. And that's almost I don't know, how many years old by then, you know, that stuff came out in 89. Yeah. Burns 90. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I wasn't going in there looking for new stuff. So do you the remember? Only time I, I, no, sorry, go on. Sorry. I, I was probably judging you at the time too. <laughs> the only time I felt the only time I felt judged, and it wasn't by you, it was by Daryl. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But it was because I was like trading stuff in. He goes, "I can't believe you're trading this back in," and it was like a a fluff CD. You know that band Fluff? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I have a homie that hits Daryl's story. Um, some dude, I can't he was a union hanger on. I can't remember his name. But he brought in a bunch of CDs to sell. And uh, one of the CDs was that live burn CD. And I just like grab it. And I'm like, I'll just give you like five bucks for this right now or something. I can see like Daryl's annoyance over it. <laughs> <laughs> In hindsight, in hindsight, that's funny. But yeah, it'd be kind of like, yeah, the whole purpose of the store is to actually like, you know, resell things and make money. So yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. porch, like, let me look through your stuff before you go in there. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was right at the counter. As he's pulling them out, I'm just standing like, yeah, I'll just give you money for this right now. Because I didn't want to wait for the whole process to happen. The, the <laughs> store loved you, so you could get away with murder. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know um, one of my favorite... Uh, Oh, you know, I don't know where I was going with this. Forget it. Go on. First thing you ever bought at Home of the Hits? Um, I will. I, 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 I know it was a shirt, and I don't know. It was possibly an exploited shirt, but I'm not sure. I don't remember, but I know that the first thing I bought at Home of the Hits was a shirt. Because hmm. I would go to Home of the Hits because you know how, like, you know, like when you're going to school, you get new clothes. I would go to Home of the Hits to get my new school clothes. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. So so I was a customer at the previous store, Plating at Sam's, which was owned by Jennifer's brother. And a bunch of the people, you know, worked there. And I was, uh, the changeover happened, I think, May of 82. And so I was, uh, I was a junior in high school. And I would go by, uh, they sold, playing in sold bootlegs. It was like a head shop, but they had all the punk and, and, and new wave records and stuff. So I, I originally started going there because they, yeah, I could find like poo bootlegs and things like that. And then mm-hmm. at the same time, I discovered, uh, I, in 79, I started discovering like going deep into the punk, punk thing. So then all of a sudden it just shifted that. It was perfect. And then, I remember one day, a bunch of us, uh, three of us, skipped school. My friend John had a 65 Mustang convertible. And we drove into Buffalo. Like, and I'm just laying in the back. Like, it's like Ferris Bueller's day off. You know, I'm just nice. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And then we get to playing against Sam. It's like not there. What's this home of the hits thing like right down the street? Because I grew up in Orchard Park, so I wasn't even sitting yeah. So I walk in. So we walk up and we walk in. And I'm like, there's Jennifer, there's Mary, there's, you know, Bill and Marty. I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I found out the whole story later, but, but I bought the night, the band nine, 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 uh, the nine, nine, nine singles album. Uh, and I, I listened to it during the pandemic. I was like, I was going through reorganizing stuff and I found I was like, this is the first record I ever bought at home. I put it on and it still sounds incredible. Nice. When I was 15, I started riding my bicycle to home of the hits from North Tonawanda, like a, you know, BMX bike, single speed, like it fucking sucked, but it was worth it. And I remember the first time that I went there, I got more than this, but the things that I remember specifically, I bought an Operation Ivy Energy CD and I bought the second Despair 7-inch and the last Youth of Today 7-inch that were both used. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there was there was more that I bought, but like that's probably the stuff that stuck. Nice. What was yours, Derek? Uh, was the Burn 7-inch? Oh, yeah. Bold. The- what was it, Bold? Yeah. Yeah, and th- those both still sound incredible too. <laughs> <laughs> Making it weird. <laughs> no, they do. <laughs> Making Derek, it one strange. Of the, one of the funny Not things. One person has ever fucking said that the bold LP sounds incredible. There are a lot of good things to right say here. about it. Sounds incredible. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it takes you back to a great time in your life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you're yeah. discovering stuff, and and yeah, what what one thing? Um, I don't know if it got discussed in the podcast when we were talking about the members of Snapcase who had worked at home of his. Mm. Was that you know, it was like you know they would come in and we need you know they they didn't work like full hours. You know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know they we, they would work like a day a week. You know, just to kind of like make sure we could have time off. Yeah. But um. There was like, and, every, and they were talking about how like, oh, it was really cool to work there. And we're like, you know, meanwhile, Jennifer and I are like, if we get hip people to work in this store, people will walk in and go, oh my God, the guy from Snapcase just gave me shit about my trade-ins. I'm going to go there again. You know, like, you know, like <laughs> dumb, you know? we knew nice. we had rock stars working there. Rock stars. <laughs> the only downside is having four of your employees go on tour at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was always the thing. Dustin, it was great working with Dustin because you know, like I said, like when he was talking, it just brought back great memories. Yeah, and I was talking about music and you know, and uh, and just uh, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I remember his car and the Minnesota plates. Like I like I distinctly remember seeing his car. That was like, great. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. great. But my first Home of the Hits CD, because no one asked me, because you guys don't ask me anything. Just keep me down. <laughs> Keeping you down. Pig Face Gub album was the first thing I ever bought at Home of the Hits. So I there. worked at Caroline with a guy from Pig Face. Who? William Tucker. I think he was oh, yeah? Pig Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was nuts. Awesome. He was nuts. And, uh, he yeah. played in My Life with the Thrill Kill Coat. Oh, cool! And I, I remember I went to the Icon to see them just because William was going to be, it was going to be in the band. Yeah, for some reason, I revisited Pig Face this in this last couple of weeks, and that's why I think that that might be why. I don't know. Does it hold up? Yeah, it's weird. Like if I listened to the start listening to that today, I wouldn't listen to it. But it, like, I don't know if you ever listened to Pig Face no. on that album. No, I mean it's noise. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty much noise, but it's cool. There's some songs in there, but it's it's there's a lot of noise. But um, you know, they were huge. We sold a lot of their records. I saw them 
like this came up too. Like I saw them in Rochester at the Horizontal Boogie Bar way back <laughs> when. Way back then. <laughs> I saw them at Blind Melons as well. So back when I was, I think they're still playing shows maybe with, you know, their rotating lineup of superstars somewhere. But yeah, pig face. Thank you for mentioning the Horizontal Boogie Bar. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, someone was talking about Water Street. And I was like, that used to be called the Horizontal Boogie Bar. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I had like the artwork on it for the longest time, still like on the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know the last time I was at Water Street. It's been a long time since I was there. 2001 for me. Yeah. I was probably before that. Like it's been a long ass time. Anyway. Yeah. Home of the hits. Yeah. yeah. Home of the hits. It was great talking. It was great hearing the ZT stories. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think like Mark Belanca is like one of the most intriguing human beings I've ever met. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I was only a few years older, but I, I, my memories of like talking to him are like this guy is like so with it on so many levels, music and and just life and attitude, and I, I always felt like he's looking at me going, "No, this guy's." doesn't have a shit together and I, and I just totally felt that way all the time like so not intimidated but like feel like oh like i can i can't match this i love people's reactions to like zt and mark belenka like i love how when people talk about them it's it's one of the best things ever like yeah. it's great it's yeah. just so awesome i mean like the rest of the guys would be like causing the worst trouble and he would just be like, <laughs> in the middle of it you know it's just amazing <laughs> Yeah, shout out Mark Blanca, shout out all of them. Definitely. We uh we may be doing another live broadcast in the nearest future. You gonna come up for That's that? That's all I'll say. You gonna come up for that? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do it live by a satellite. <laughs> What's that? We're gonna do it live by a satellite, you're gonna come up for that. No, I'll I'll come up for it. Yeah. So yeah, the stars so, have to align for all things to come together. It was cool yeah. though; like it was cool. Um, there was a young kid there, kid with long blonde hair. I forget what I saw at the uh, at the uh, the live podcast. I don't know if you remember him. Kid in the terror shirt. Yeah, he's got a band, and he was telling me about his band. I told him I I forget what they're called though. I have the sticker in my goddamn car, but I can't remember what his band's called. But I told him I go take uh, pictures. You better go get that sticker. I might go take pictures of them. They're playing at the soup or something sometime soon. Or they're playing at Stamps. They're like a metal band, though. They're not like a hardcore band. But I still want to go support that because I thought it was cool that he came out and and came and saw the thing. That's pretty cool. But anyway, yeah. it was cool. Yeah, it was fun hanging out with everyone, seeing Larry, you know. Larry Ransom is like probably the pinnacle of the coolest person in the entire hardcore scene of all time. I, I just, I can't, every time I talk to him, every time I see him, I'm just like, this guy is just a beautiful person. And and I, I just love, you know, he's the collect, he got the Avenue Skate sign. I don't know if yeah. you guys heard yeah, of that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he cared, he, you know, what he does to preserve this, like, history is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, um... where's, the, where's the home of his pop machine? Did that ever work? Yeah, where, I was going to ask oh, you, did that ever it? work? The Home of the Hip Hop no. Machine? No. Well, it worked probably in the 80s. Isn't it ABV? 
Yeah, it's that ABV. It, it had a certain, it had a, a route. The guy who owns ABV uh, was a high school kid. His dad owned Kohl's, and he would come into the store all the time. So when he when new, we gave it to New World because they wanted a piece of memorabilia, and so mm-hmm. they, they took that. And then when they closed, they gave it to Buffalo Reuse. And Mike went in there like because he was looking for stuff for a new place, and he was like, "Holy shit!" And so he bought it, and he's like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do." He sent me a picture. He's like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do with it." Awesome. So I was like, cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, that that uh that that machine means a lot to me. So yeah. that it was basically just a refrigerator by the time like by the early nineties. You know, we would put stuff in it like to keep it cold. Uh, uh one day I decided I was going to get all the frost and ice out of it. And I had a and I I not mechanically minded back then. And I have a, a, a screwdriver and like a little hammer and I hit the free online. And <laughs> oh, I that was that. And I was like, I'm going home to shower. And uh, that never worked again. Did anyone like, reg- like, was there a long-term tenant above Home of the Hits? There were a number of tenants. Uh, uh, I remember in the 80s and maybe, maybe the early 90s Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, uh, the bass player of Buffalo's first hardcore band, Tension, lived up there. Uh, that, that was a little <laughs> in joke for Chris. Um, so the uh, and then the uh, and then like the, when I when I moved back to Buffalo, this woman was living up there whose brother I was friends with her already, but her brother was, is uh, Grasshopper from Mercury Rev. So that was kind of neat, you know. And then there mm-hmm. was a couple of girls who lived up there, and then and then like. Some of the guys who were in Tremendo lived up there for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like a revolving cast, but there'd always be like one person and then they would fade out. You know, it, it was yeah. kind of like revolving door. Yeah. So Very I cool. loved it back in the back in the early 80s. Marty Borkin, who books the Mohawk Place, uh, worked at Only Hits, New World, Garden Theater, all these years. He used to mm-hmm. go upstairs, and Jen always used to like joke that like he would come downstairs like five minutes late, and uh, he'd, he'd like start working in his bathroom, you know, with his <laughs> cup of coffee, and just like she was like, you can't, you can't be doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and when and when he, the closer you lived to home of the hits when you worked there, the later you were. Joe Luca lived like four. <laughs> Joe Luca lived four doors down the street with Rob Madel in that house. Uh, what house was it? It was one of the long row houses, not mm-hmm. the one Pond was torn down. Uh, but the um, and he was always like, Dude, you live three doors down. That's <laughs> how it goes sometimes. <laughs> Very cool. So, do we want to? Uh, I know I asked people about favorite Snapcase songs. Do you want to do that? The Snapcase draft has got to be quick, yeah. I'm gonna borrow because like song titles, I'm, I'm not so good on. So hum it. Hum. will always be my favorite Snapcase. Song. There you go. You're, you're your first. You, you got the first pick. You got the first pick in the draft. Forget your first one. Comatose. Always to my to this day when I think Snapcase, I think of that that yeah. little word. That's a signature Snapcase thing. Those harmonics. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I I, I don't want to like redirect, but. We should probably mention the, the wonderful cast that was on the second podcast. Oh, yes. We kind of like got sidetracked there, I think. 
Yeah, Dennis Merrick, um, Steve Michike, Wildcard, Kelly DiDomenico, Scott Vogel. Was someone else there? And Larry Ransom. Tiger Larry Tiger Star Larry Ransom. Ransom. Yeah, that was the that was the yeah. cast of characters who told us their favorite uh Z T memories, uh River Rock memories, and uh Home of the Hits memories. I, I my favorite was uh, Steve which was like, Yeah, I was too young for the River Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Kenzie's was cool. Kenzie's had its time. Oh yeah, yeah. Kenzie's yeah. was a thing. <laughs> he wasn't gonna say he had been in the budgets either, but I kept looking. That was I awesome. Stared, <laughs> I stared him straight in the eye. I'm like, you better say budgets. I like the budgets. Shout out. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> the night before, at three thirty in the morning, I played a song off that budgets class. Oh, Jesus, while he was there. And he's just walking around like this, like, you know, problem messaging Jordan, I think, at the time, like, pulling his phone up, like, listen, oh, and ring, too. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Who wants to go? Favorite Snapcase song. We only doing one? We can do That's two fine. rounds. Let's do two rounds. All right. Incarnation. first. Okay, looks like they're going first. <laughs> <laughs> or just do that. <laughs> Let's hum Snapcase songs dun, and like dun, we dun, kinda dun, kinda dun. make that a thing. What Snapcase song is this? <laughs> you want to go, Alex? I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit because it's the truth. Caboose is the best Snapcase song. Yeah, that was a great story, too, because Larry told us about how Frank wrote that song like, Walk in with that song. That's like awesome. Like, yeah, arguably their best song. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's that's one of the ones that always stood out with me. Yeah, yeah. I, I just remember being really into progression. Uh, that album just I, it's I a great album. Off it, but I, I just remember at the time just being like, "Holy shit, kids! I know made this record." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Album. You know. My memory's hazy on this. What came out first, "The Reason for Living" or "Progression"? Um. Oh. I think progression came out first, but uh, the recording for that was the song Caboose on there. Is Caboose yeah. on there? Yeah. I think that recording was before progression. Mm -hmm. The reason for living comp always made me kind of curious what a stripped down recording, like a larger scale stripped down Snapcase recording of that time would sound like. Like if there's, is there a demo version of progression that just sounds like, the reason for living track i don't know uh you know me you know how i roll you know what to expect it's a demo song <laughs> obviously die laughing is my all-time die laughing is my all-time favorite stuff song yeah like it, i'm sure that at some point i'll get die laughing tattooed on me somewhere Bows and I talked like years ago about doing like what are you waiting for tattoos what are you waiting for I don't know, something to fall out so I have space. <laughs> so I don't know who does the editing on this, but every time I say progression, can you change it to designs for automotion? Because apparently I forgot which album was which title. That was oh. the album that really stood out for me where I was like <laughs> 99. I'm looking at my I'm looking at this gods right now. Which and is I'm just like Oh, I've been seeing the wrong writer. Progression was great. I, I thought designs was like where it really all it like worked for me. You know? I agree. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that record a lot. And how come I don't remember Bright Flashes? 
I know it's like a catch-all record. Did it come out after they broke up or like at the end? 2003. I don't remember it. I, I, I vaguely do, but I, I think that was right at the time I stopped working at Home of the Hits. I just had a kid. So it yeah. was like, I probably just kind of got, got lost in the craziness. Of I don't know. I, I could I could be wrong on this and maybe edit it out, but I feel like that was a to finish out their deal with Victory Record. Contract killer? Yes, it definitely was. Yeah, you know what's... You know what's weird that I discovered? Like, Snapcase is like they have the top songs on like Spotify. Mm-hmm. Like, number one is Caboose. Number two is Skeptic off of Bright Flashes. I have no idea what that song sounds like, but it's Interesting. number two. That would explain why they, play, why they play songs off of that record, though. They played 10 a.m., I think. Off No, they didn't, they didn't play anything off Bright Flash. They played that was off. No, I'm not, of, saying, I'm not saying this show that just happened, but in past saying. shows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gotta go back and, and listen to that one because I'm like, what do I remember they did two demo covers? Yeah, there's a police cover too. Uh there's a helmet cover. Uh, what was the other one? Jane's Addiction cover? Yeah, Jane's Addiction. Yeah. I don't know the police cover. I don't remember the police cover. Um So Mark, what's your what's your favorite Snapcase song? My favorite Snapcase song is uh, Cognition. You know, that's the first song on Stops, right? Yeah. Like, so, that, like, Daryl's lyrics, like, I think Daryl's lyrics are awesome. Like, it's, I mean, I think that's one, like, one of the most underrated parts of Snapcase, like, his lyrics. Like, they're very introspective. They're, like, you know, getting you to be better, like, type lyrics, which I think is awesome, which kind of kind of wasn't really around then. Like, just, like, you know just positive you know it was really cool like he's a great lyric writer i think that was definitely that, that step cp was definitely the big step forward definitely uh, yeah where they stopped being like a hardcore band that would like play shows with other hardcore bands in the middle of the bill and you know and then all of a sudden it was like oh wait a minute there's something going on here you know yeah. there's something yeah. really cool happening here and the design work i think got better definitely um, yeah um and I say, but I think part of that is they just got a little older, you know. They, yeah. they, they you know, I mean, I, I always like goof on that band photo on the back of Looking Glass, though. But you know, we all do. Time it, I, I, there's photos of me in the '90s where I'm like, Ooh. overalls. Yeah, the overalls. Though, yeah. Always overalls. And the, yeah, and the stance in the overalls. Yeah, <laughs> the two things. Those overalls. All right. Those overalls. Round two. Um, Let's do a quick round two. Sorry, sorry, Eric. We do no, no, no. I, I think one of the things about the, yeah, there we go. Oh, <laughs> so classic, so classic. It just it does it. It really makes his hips look big. Like, yeah, <laughs> it well, really I does. Look at that, you know, you, it's just it's just not flattering. You, do you like how I started off the Snapcase interview? What did you say? Oh, you did talk about oh, the you overalls. You mentioned right? the overalls, right? Yeah, you did. My the disappointment in that no one was wearing overalls. <laughs> I, uh, I I think uh, it's interesting too because like I I'm sure I saw them with Joe on guitar. I don't remember him at all. Um, I I it's it's interesting like how he kind of like I, I don't know is was he still around afterwards? Did, did he move away? Did he? I think he moved away, and that was just kind of the end. Yeah, like same uh, with Kamade, right? He moved to Colorado or something to go to something. college, maybe. Yeah, it was t- it was talked about in uh, our very first episode, but I don't remember. Yeah, what I have to go said. back. Yeah, 
I, I just remember Mike had the, the one of the funniest nicknames I'd ever heard at that point. What was it? Little Timmy Small Meat. <laughs> I have no idea like what it's a reference to. I just remember hearing that and going, that's funny. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't call them that, you know, but it, but it was like really funny. And then, and the first time I ever saw them, Galus, it was, it was probably at the scrapyard and Galus did all these like James Brown routines in between songs, like literally quoting James Brown. And I was like sitting there going, oh, this is awesome. And everyone else around was like, what's the, what's the name? You know, like, like it wasn't hip yet to, to like know what that is at that age. Yeah. But you yeah. would just be like, you'd be like be quoting MC5 banter, you know, and I'd just be like, oh, yeah. And then they would go into like their song and everyone would go crazy. Yeah. Funny. So we're, we're going to do a little contest here and then we'll get into our second round. Right. Whoever who's the first person on the Instagram to tell us what DOC means. Oh jeez. That's easy. You'll you'll get you'll get that uh yeah. you'll get that extra large shirt. <laughs> I made a reference to that one of the either at the show or at the at the podcast, and I, I got a a look being like, let's pretend that didn't ever happen. I feel like that look happened more than once. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was the other thing that was great about them was like, they were a bunch of kids having fun. Like all you guys yeah. were young, yeah. you're having fun and you're like eh, playing, playing music. And you know, but and then at one point, I think they talk about how like after the sick of all Europe tour, like all of a sudden they were like, Oh wait, we're a band. You yeah. know, like we're, we're really becoming a band. And, and it was one of the things as an out, kind of an outsider was like watching that happen was really cool, mm-hmm. you know, just watching them mature and, and become young men instead of kids and, and mm-hmm. like, take their music further and, like, just keep working on it. I say that with the Goo Goo Dolls a lot. It's, like, people, yeah. like, can say whatever they want, uh, and, and that's fine. I But I, I, I've known those guys since, like, the mid-'80s, and nobody has worked harder than them. You know, maybe, maybe you you might not be a fan of the end result, but you know, but in the meantime, yeah. like they, they deserve every success they've done. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, probably because of the podcast last year, when they played last month at the arena, I had really nice seats through through the kindness of, of a person who was once a uh, replaced Brian Foister as Artie's business partner at one point, uh, doing shows. So we, so my wife and I are sitting very close by, you know, like on the side of the stage, about four rows up, and they're doing Iris, right? And the crowd is singing along, and I'm just like, holy shit, these are like I know these guys. This is really neat. And then Robbie like walks over to the side of the stage, and all of a sudden we make eye contact, and he points right at me, and I was just like, point at me. And it was like, <laughs> and the guy next to me, who I, a friend of ours, was like filming. Is that he's got it on camera. So the next day, I, I texted Robin. I'm like, did you see me? He's like, dude, I totally saw you. And it was like, so cool, like 12,000 people. And he's like, oh, here we are. I was like. Nice. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. That was, but, uh, you know, Snapcase never pointed out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Not too late. You. Next time, you know. Yeah. They just left. They just left. Next time, point at him. Another All right. fact, I, uh, I graduated high school with John's cousin, Dennis. Hmm. I don't know if any of you ever met Dennis Salami. Have not. He's a good guy. 
I remember he was telling me, yeah, you know, when I met, when I first got to know John, he's like, when we went to Orchard Park, my, my cousin Dennis went. Wow. Dennis, yeah. Small world, so he, he was at the show in that last booth and we were hanging out. Good to see cool. Very cool. All right. Second pick. You want to do one EVR? For what? Second snap, second favorite snap case song. Oh, again, like song titles, I get lost. Probably something off. I was like looking at the um, the design for auto motion. Uh, yeah. Like something like Typecast Modulator. Yeah. Just, I remember that really hitting me going like, oh, this is really cool. Like, yeah. Now, I didn't go too deep with it. I would just, we played in the store and I'd just be like, yeah, this is really great. You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like this Caboose. Um, that song off steps you guys just said. Mm. Yeah, I just I just remember moments of hearing these for the first time and going, "Holy cow!" Yeah, very you know, cool. These are people I know. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek, number two. Um, um fuel of illusion. Yes, fuel of illusion. Yeah, looking <laughs> glass cell version or only the strong version. I'm going to say the Looking Glass Elf one I like a little bit more. Okay. But they're both good. I mean, it's like, I, I Gallus has uh, a very interesting voice. Yeah. Stuff, and it, it, it's pretty unique. So I could, I could go either way. Cool. You got a two for one there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, we go zombie prescription. Classic, classic. If, if we were doing three, that would have been my third. Yeah, that's the second it's, song off progression, right? Is it the second song? Is that early in the record? No, let me pull it up. No, it's not. It's the four, fifth song. Yeah. yeah. All right. Chris or did Alex? No, wait, no. Wait, who who went? Yeah, it's, it's me because uh, Derek and Alex just went. Okay, because you like you like bringing up the ends. <laughs> uh, again, you know me. You know what I'm about. King of the Mountain. Fucking love that song. It's off the second uh -huh. The the fucking. The little like, come on and try to knock me off. Did you turn into a white god? So fucking good, so fucking good. Get out Zombie of here. prescription would have been number three for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Like everyone like cites that Snapcase demo. It's like, and I never like I. I always thought the thing that I had that that Tiger demo mm -hmm. was. Uh was that demo. I'm like, why do people like this so much? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, for real, for, for real, for real. Uh, I don't remember which Solid State demo I heard and didn't hear. Mm -hmm. But I, I, when I heard the Snapcase demo, when the first one came out and I heard it, I was blown away by how like good it was. And I know that people kind of write off the two demos as kind of like ZT Lite or something. Mm -hmm. But like I love those demos. I those demos get regular rotation from me. Like I still I listen to them at least once a month. 
uh, you know, 30 plus years later. Right. Um, you have digital versions of them or are you listening, listening to the tape? No, I have digital versions because my tape, I do have the first one. It's funny. I do have the first one and I recorded the second demo on the other side because when I was in Sherman Maxwell, he had the second demo. Um, but I don't have the, the cover to it. So I got to print it out of the book. <laughs> but uh, I'll take care of that for you. You got full, full color. Full color. Yeah, yeah. But it, 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 like, it was, that's the kind of hardcore that I like. You mm-hmm. know, so, like, yeah. I'm always, I'm always about that shit. Yeah. I, I missed out on, on that era because I was in New York trying to market the worst Warzone record ever made. <laughs> Yo, I feel like that could be an episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ray, you know, it's funny because like everybody, like Ray was the nicest guy. I, I just loved running into him. Like I would run into him years later. Like he would work security for like music business events and stuff. And he always was like, <laughs> like such a good guy. Yeah. What nice. was his excuse for that record? Um, you know, people go through phases. The demo I told you a story about the shirt, right? The the don't forget the struggles shirt. What about it? Uh, well, you know, back then the warehouse was actually in the same building on West Twenty Sixth, right off Sixth, and there these guys were working. The building was being worked on, and the warehouse was in the back end where the alley was in between, you know, buildings, whatever. And one day I'm walking into uh, the coffee shop a couple doors down to get my breakfast before going to work and this, this kid i can't remember the ethnicity but um it could have been like Spanish. he definitely did not speak english it was probably spanish you know but uh he was wearing a war zone don't forget the struggles don't forget the speed. and and the shirt and i was like oh hey you know the record company you know and then he just looked at me like couldn't understand so i was like oh, you know walked away and so then I go upstairs and I'm talking and it very well could have been Bill William Tucker from Big Face. I said, mm-hmm. you know, there, there was a guy, there's a kid out wearing a war zone, don't forget the struggle shirt. He goes, oh, maybe it's the one I threw out the window the other day because we're on the 11th floor. And <laughs> he had thrown one at somebody and it went out the window and it fell down 11 stories to be on this kid now. So I that's just funny. That's so when that when that third record came out, so many people were bummed by how it sounded. But I and yes, I was bummed too, but I wasn't surprised because they did on the US of Oi comp, they did don't forget the struggle in the way that record is done. And I heard that and I was like, what the fuck did they do to this song? And then I heard that record and was like, Oh, yeah, this is this is yeah, saw this coming. But nobody in my mental okay. gymnastics that doesn't count as a Warzone record because Rabies isn't credited on it. Raymond James Barbieri is. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not a Warzone podcast. The demo he said, version, he said, the demo recording of that said, album is so fucking good, though. Yeah, he said later that um, I forget which guy it was, um, but the guy I guess. Paul, maybe I'm not sure, but that he was the mastermind behind that entire record, and they just kind of let him go with it. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I wanted to try something different. You know, that's fine. 
Yeah. They apparently had forgotten the struggle and the streets for that one. <laughs> well, they put bullet holes on, so there that was the streets. Great. It wasn't, was it as bad as the Excel record we put out? I have not heard that one. Oh, uh, um, and we put out a Chuck Treese record. Nice. <laughs> a lot of interest. For every Bad Brains Quickness album, there's a lot of bad records on here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to pick my second favorite snap case. So. Yeah, what's, what's, what's your yours? second favorite? You guys, you guys decided to go talk about Warzone. Oh, sorry. Yo, because you, you can't go wrong talking about Warzone. I don't have that Warzone love that everyone has at all, but that's another. That's not a story for another day. It is anyway. a story for another. You, you and Jeremy Smith can do your "I Hate Warzone" podcast. I didn't say I hate Warzone, but I don't got that Warzone love. So I'm gonna cheat because I'm the last person going. So I'm gonna pick like three songs. <laughs> oh, go for it. I'm uh, "Killing Yourself to Live," which is a song after uh, "Zombie Prescription" on on um. Progression through unlearning. I think that's a great song. Um, Looking Glass Self and Energy Dome off of um, the aforementioned record that that EVR said. Um, like Energy Dome, like it's like they can like that song, like that type of song. Like I feel like that's the same feel of a song as like Caboose. It's just like they can write these like patchy like anthemic songs, and like those are awesome. I think like that they can do that. Like the the first song off the last album too. Like they can just write these songs that are super catchy and super awesome. That are still them, which I one of the things I like about them. Snapcase. Anyway, yeah, Snapcase. Is that it? We yeah, man. More. I think I think that's it. I think that's it. It's past my bedtime. I think that's it. All right. So to finish it up, um, November twenty seventh, it'll be coming out. This episode with the Snapcase interview. So. Check it out if you're listening to it. Um, if you want to enter that contest, don't forget about the contest for the extra large shirt. <laughs> we'll see who you can get the, that. The Instagram contest. You got You got to. You got to DM it. You can't just put it in a comment somewhere. And they have to listen to this, so they have. You have to get this, listen to it, and then we're not oh. going to like say there's a contest. They, they have to listen to this episode. So. Yeah, of course, <laughs> definitely. So yeah, thanks. EBR, we're coming on. Yeah, we get that. We're gonna have Home of the Hits episode done one of these days. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks sir. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Thanks for yeah. taking the time. Thanks for going to all three events.
Feel your lungs, back of your mind. Remember.